Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. Warning, if you melt easily, if you have soft feelings, if you are easily offended by the words like fuck, shit, damn, fuck, get the fuck out of here, fuck you, if you're offended by any and all of that, stop this podcast right now. Remove your headphones and find something else to do for the next 30 minutes. Stop. Because for the first time, for episode 5-0, that's right, episode 50, Oscar Mike Radio is going NSFW, not suitable for work, because we have the man, the myth, the future legend, Fitzy Mess, a.k.a. the Marine Rapper. Fitz, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. I'm flattered. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Good to have you. So... I'm going to start right off by saying I'm a metal guy. I mean, if I can't take my sledgehammer to it, I'm not really interested in listening to it. That doesn't mean I haven't listened to some rap. I like some Body Count. I like some Run DMC, some of the old school sort of Mix-A-Lot stuff. But I'm not really into what you call this this rap now. And so I'm on the I'm on the sites, the Marine sites, and this guy says, check, check this dude out. And it's this dude sitting there with a... a a baseball cap on that says bastards, right? That's correct. <laughs> You're sitting there, all of a sudden you start Shout rapping. Out to four. <laughs> you start rapping about being in an O three, a, a grunt, and I'm like, I, I, I wasn't a grunt myself. I was uh, a hawker, which was we were half grunt, half airwing. It's another story from the time. But a lot of the stuff, no matter what MOS you had in the Marine Corps, made sense, man, and. It really uh, spoke to a lot of people because the minute that thing came out, I saw it on Stars and Stripes. I saw it on other uh, military websites and YouTube and other Marine Corps Facebook pages. So I guess my first question is, man, how did you get into rapping and how did that work with the Marine Corps? Um, well, I grew up in, uh, in Brooklyn, so hip hop culture was it was huge. Like it was, you know, it's kind of the thing where if you didn't know every Biggie song growing up, you were kind of like a fucking loser. Like it was just... <clears throat> If you don't know, just like, now you know. Exactly, yeah. It's just one of those, like, where no matter what neighborhood in Brooklyn you're in, like, you can go up to Bed-Stuy, and, uh, you know, and of course everyone's going to know it. But you can also go hang out with, like, the Italian kids at Bensonhurst. They're still going to know every fucking Biggie song, you know? It's just it's just huge down there, or up there, whatever. But, um, 
the and then how I like incorporated the Marine Corps into it. I mean, I was like, I was always into it, you know. I was always like rapping at the lunch table and everything like that. But uh, I got in the Marine Corps, and I, it never even crossed my mind to like rap about the Marine Corps until I started like going home on leave throughout my contract and things like that. I started realizing like how unique of an experience it actually was. Uh, just like telling a random story, I'd have to stop like 15 times and explain what everything was because there's so much verbiage and vernacular. And I thought, you know, like this would be really cool to like rap about this kind of like uh, separate culture, this like very unique experience. It'd be cool to like make music about it. And so that's what I did. And it seems to be working out so far. Yeah, man, because, you know, I never I never hear Air Force guys play metal or rap out their, their Air Force experience. I never, if there, if there's, if that's out there, I've never heard it. I don't ever hear the Navy or Coast Guard doing it. Some Army guys are kind of, what do they call it, who are, whatever they call it. But it yeah. seems like that we Marines, it stays with us forever. It really does. So a couple of your, your things spoke to me because I'm like, okay, I'm not a rap guy. But what he's saying, I, I can relate to getting out and realizing that some of your, your best friends you'll ever have in your life are your your brothers and sisters to the right and left of you. Yeah, I feel like uh, the reason that we're so much, we seem to be so much more fanatical about it than the other branches is like, we're more of like a, a cult than a military branch. It's more of like a culture than a than a job, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's kind of creepy if you really think about it. Like, you, you, got, you, you like, you, got you like, yeah, we all like sing our songs simultaneously and like, you know what I mean? Like, we, we're just, I don't know, we're just fucking weird, man, but it's cool, you know? <laughs> well, like, we, we got guys building shrines to General Mattis. Like, I, I have a saying called Mattis, exactly. <laughs> Mattis Most Holy. I'm like, I'm, I'm, he's like our chesty puller, and I'm just in awe of him. And, and you don't you don't see other branches doing anything close to that. Nobody else in the world does that, except for us, it seems like. Yeah, it's just something, I don't, honestly, like, I, I mean, I never served in the other branches, so I can't, I can't really attest to what, what they endure, but I think just for us, uh, when you're when you're new, there's just so much like pounding it into your fucking head, like how this is born in a barn fucking 200 some odd years ago, and fucking, oh, they teach you about all the history and all the legends, like every famous marine, and they teach you about how many medals they got and this that and the other thing. So you really have to like know your, you don't just have to know how to do your job. You also have to know how to, the history of your job for the past 200 fucking 40 some odd years so it's more like you know, like i said before it's more it's more of like a, a culture than just a, a, a military service in a sense you know so how did how did the marine rap come into play and do you rap about other stuff or are you trying to become like a like a real rap artist you know on the side or, or is the marine rap something you'd really embrace um i do have i have lots of content that's uh has no like references to the military or anything like that however the the military related stuff is my bread and butter that's where i that's where i saw my initial success on like social media and things like that but um as far as becoming like an actual rapper like as a career uh it's tough man because i trust me i wish i had the balls to like drop everything i have going on i wish i had the balls to just quit my job and, and invest in it 100 percent. but guess what I mean, you can it doesn't matter how much i love hip-hop at the end of the day rent's still doing the first you know what i mean so it's uh it's tough man I, in an ideal world 100 percent, i'd love to make this a living i'd love there's nothing i love more than fucking hearing Hearing like the kind of feedback and the oh you sound like this rapper like hearing comparisons to dudes that are oh, in my eyes like legendary you know it, it really fucking it hits, it hits home I like that shit it makes me feel real fucking good so yeah I love <laughs> I love I like I said I'd love for it to be a career but I just don't don't have the means at the moment but I am working on it 
Well, I mean, but still, I mean, you put a clip out on YouTube and it was picked up by sites everywhere, got written about in an in international military mag. So that's some serious cred right there as far as I'm concerned. You know, there's guys doing stuff, you know, at the local bar for years hoping they get noticed and nothing ever happens. And I think more than anything else, man, you know, whether you're an O3, a grunt, or just a pogue, a lot of the stuff applies to everybody, especially now, man. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm seeing a lot of guys get out. A lot of my buddies retiring now, and they're coming back to a civilian world they don't know anything about. So they're having some very hard times adjusting, and I didn't know if that prompted any of this. Yeah, I uh, I think a big part of that, and I, this is, I mean, I'm speaking from personal experience. You know, I'm not a fucking expert on transitioning, you know what I mean, but... Um, in my experience, though, I feel like there's too much uh, the, in the like while you're still in the Marine Corps, there's way too much focus on the idea of like, well, when I get out, when I get out, like you feel like when you get out, everything's just going to be sunshine and rainbows and you're going to put, you know, oh, I was in the Marine Corps on my resume and I'm going to get a hundred K a year job like off the bat. You know, like you, you just have this idea in your head of getting out. Oh, all my problems are going to go away. And all my stress is going to go away. And life is going to be so fucking easy. And it's not the case at all. Like you still have your, your stressors that you don't have to get up at four o'clock and run every morning, but, but like you still fucking stress the fuck out. You still got to pay the bills, you know? So it's just, there's too much fantasizing of, of being a civilian while you're still in it, you know? And that, that's what fucks people up. That's what makes people so... They have the same stressors, but they don't have their boys around them anymore. They're fucking lonely, you know? I got out, and I, I moved to the greater Boston area not knowing anybody. And I'm like, okay, did I really make the right choice here? Because you're right. I mean, most civilians that I work with have no desire on the weekend to hang out with you. You know, they, you're going to go to work, do your work, and then when they go home, you go home. Hey, don't talk to me. Whereas I was just hanging out with my crew, rolling with the squad, you know, having a good time, cookouts, yep. raising hell. That wasn't that wasn't part of it, and you feel very very alone. And people don't understand that, especially if you went in right after high school or college and didn't know anything else. So, and you're right, you know, you, you tell people about you know the fact that you had to clean your room for four hours, and it's completely alien to them. It's, it's something else. <laughs> you know, when when you're not rapping and you're working or what do you like to do when you're not rapping, I guess, is something I'm curious about. I mean, you're in New York. Are you a Yankees fan or Mets fan? Um, I hate to disappoint you, but I've actually, I, I'm not really, I don't follow sports at all. Okay. Some people want to yeah. know. Not uh, my thing. No. But if I had a, a, actually, let me retract that because if my mother hears this and, and I didn't say I was a Yankees fan, she's probably going to beat the piss out of me. So I was, I'm a Yankees fan. Go Yankees. Dude, what is the thing, man? I, I moved up here and there are women that are just like laser focused on that and they they pass that on to their kids like you will not wear you know that yeah <laughs> trust me i get yeah What's i had a with friend, you i had a friend of mine actually from the marine corps he, he's from arizona uh he came up with me uh to new york during like a you know little like long weekend or something and he had a diamondbacks hat on we go in the house you know i introduce him oh this is my friend blah blah, blah. she goes she goes hey you seem like a real nice kid um but if you don't take that hat off you're gonna sleep in the fucking backyard tonight that's how it is. That's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> does, does being in New York give you any kind of edge? Uh, does it? Do you get to hang around people who are in the music business at all, or at clubs, or things like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do my networking. You know, like I have lots of other very talented artists, like that I'm friends with on Facebook that I follow. I, I you know, I like to share their stuff once in a while, everything like that. As far as like being around it, though, like uh, it might sound kind of weird or like ironic. I don't know, but I don't. I love hip hop. Uh, I love the culture. I don't like going to. I don't know how to word this properly. Sometimes when I'm around a, a crowd of people that's in it, like super into hip hop, they're like, I feel like it's tough to relate to them. That's why I kind of do the veteran thing in in the hip hop form. 
because I'm making it like relatable for maybe people like me who like love hip hop and love to hear it, but like they don't quite connect with the typical like hip hop fan. Or I mean, I do, I guess, but you know what I mean. Like, so I, I don't is know. The thug li- is, is, is is the thug life's not really you? Is that what you're trying to say? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like okay. even the, even the, even the new rap that isn't too like thug life. The people like you know if you go to like these shows or these venues where they're doing like local shows, it's a lot of fucking you know it's a lot of like. I guess sometimes like some immaturity and stuff like that. You know, I don't know. It just it's not for me sometimes. No, no, no. I mean, the reason I'm I know anything about the thug life is my kids don't like rock and roll or metal. They think it's like weird, and like dad, this guy's just screaming like he's in pain and he's suffering. I'm like, no, it's it's great. But they're huge uh, Logic fans, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, yeah, Tyler the Creator. So I, I'm, I'm whether I want to or not, fits. I'm having to learn about a whole different side of the, of the coin, whether I want to or not. And uh, it's, 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 it's kind of like the rock culture that they got your peeps, but it's very, very different in how the collaboration works and how everything works because there's no real band. It's the artist and what he's putting out that's that seems to be the big thing. And and speaking of that, is there any like artists right now that you really like or are you old school? No, no, I'm not. I'm not at all like. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's lots of new rappers that I think are fucking garbage, but there's. I'm not one of these. I'm not one of these guys who's like the only good rap is like the boom bap from the '90s that I grew up on, and everything else fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Like I do like a lot of new artists. I love. Uh, like Dave East, uh, ASAP Rocky. I was a huge, I had a huge Odd Future phase a few years ago. I'm sad they broke up and everything. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt was one of the very few rappers that I would ever compare to Eminem in a lyrical level. When I, when I first started listening to him, I was like obsessed with him, honestly. There's a few more, and I know I'm going to feel like an idiot after after we're done because I'm going to be like, oh, why didn't I say him? You know, but uh, those are like probably the. You ever heard of, this is kind of a shot in the dark, but you ever heard of XXX Fantasium? I have not. He makes great. He makes great gym music. It's not, you know, it's not the most soulful lyrical storytelling stuff from back in the day, but it's you'll hit a PR though listening to fucking him. I tell you that. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm I'm trained for a meet, so uh, I'd like to do that. So when you're when you're not when you're not working and you're not rapping, you know, what's there to do? What do you like doing? You know, as just uh, hang out or do what kind of food do you like? You know, because because you get out in the world and you appreciate that you're not eating Marine Corps chow anymore. <laughs> you strike me yeah. as like a, you don't strike me as a sushi guy, but you definitely strike me as like a, like a definite like pasta guy. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually half Italian. So fucking <laughs> yeah, I do, I do love my pasta, but uh, no, it's, I, I love sushi. Oh I really? really yeah. yeah man. Real chopsticks and all that. I'm getting really into those Philly rolls. Uh, they're Cream really, Yes. Yeah, I freaking go mad, freaking <laughs> crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I will shovel them in. It, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. I was kind of curious to know too, man. What do you think about the Marine Corps as it is now? Because I took my son to a Marine Corps recruiter this weekend, and the whole approach was extremely different than when I visited the recruiter. I mean, he was in civvies, and he's telling about casual Friday. I'm like. When I went in, the master guns running the, the the recruiting depot. Casual Friday meant you know, short sleeve Charlie blouses. That was it. <laughs> but he was in you know he, he couldn't tell he was a Marine just by looking at him. So it, it's it's a very different scene now, and yeah. there's, there's very different things they want versus what they wanted 20 years ago. So things have changed. I'm just curious what you thought. Oh, absolutely. I uh, I mean I feel like it's just something that's going to be constantly changing. Uh. There's, it's just one of those. You ever hear the joke about the first Marine? No. So the first Marine to ever sign up for the Marine Corps walks into Tom's Tavern, signs up, they give him a beer, uh, and he sits down, he's sipping his beer, and he's like, "Oh, I'm a Marine, the first Marine." 
The second Marine walks into the Tun Tavern and goes, um, signs up, he gets, and uh, the, the bartender gives him two beers and says, welcome to the Marine Corps. He goes and sits down with the first guy, and the first guy goes, wow, they're giving out two beers now? Not back in my corps. <laughs> that's how it is. But that's yeah, how it so, fucking is. So it's gonna be, there's always going to be a constant change, and, like, people are going to be unhappy with it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, like, in any sense trying to say I'm personally happy with some of the changes I've seen. Like, I'm definitely a back-in-my-court guy sometimes myself. Like, absolutely. There's a lot of, like, headlines and articles I've read about, like, changes they're making to, like, the boot camp and, you know, like, trying to get, like, women in the infantry and things like that. And there's just, like, a lot of shit going on. Right? You know what I mean? But at the same time, I know the Marine Corps will figure it out. I know the Marine Corps will still remain the most feared fighting force in the world. I have no doubt in my mind. Did you ever ride in an Osprey? <laughs> More times than I ever wanted to. I, I fucking hate that thing. I just see, you know, to, uh, to date myself, they were just coming in as we were getting out. And we, we were in, I was stationed in Arizona in Yuma, and, and they were testing at Luke Air Force Base. And we kept reading about how these things would fall out of the sky. And then some of the old softs were like, look, it can't auto-rotate. It's vulnerable in a hover, and they fall out of the sky. Yeah, they certainly do. <laughs> and the reason I'm asking is, is I had a couple of grunt buddies I knew who absolutely had to be ordered to get on the things. They just didn't like them. And yeah. then when they got up, they said, look, man, they have a lot more problems with those things than they'll ever report on the news because of how they are. He's like, yeah. the old sea knights were problematic, temperamental beasts, but they'd get you to and from, the, from home. So... It's just a weird thing. I, I've never met anybody who really liked them. Oh, no, they're fucking terrible. I was on, uh, <laughs> like, I've ridden Ospreys a million times, like, during uh, our little pre-deployment workups. We actually used to go out to Yuma and do, like, you know, little raids and things like that, so we'd get on Ospreys for them. Um, but one particular event stuck, sticks out in my mind when I think of Ospreys. I was on, uh, it was just a field op, like, in Camp Lejeune. It was, like, a little five-day battalion effects, like we did little patrol base operations, whatever. And uh, we load up on the Osprey. We're, we're just, we're leaving. We're done for the five days. So we're all like in, a, in that like giddy mood of like, oh, we're going back. Time to live up. Time to get drunk. Blah, blah. We're all loaded up on the Osprey. Takes off. And the thing just starts fucking like dropping. Not, you know what I mean? Just dropping like 100 feet and then steadying out. And, and it doesn't like, yeah, and it's doing it like several times. And I'm like, I know, like, listen, I know the pilot's like fucking with us. But this ain't normal. Like, this is, I've never been on a fucking Osprey that was just dropping hundreds of feet at a time. And I look over, and I'm looking, you know, I'm looking down the rows of the seats, and, and fucking half the platoon's, like, passed out sleep, or I should say most of the platoon was passed out sleeping, so they weren't even experiencing it. I'm sitting there, my heart's beating out of my chest, and I look over, my lieutenant's sitting right across from me, and I know this is, this is going to be audio only, but, uh, so I can't really do it, but he did, like, a, he basically did, like, a little animation with his hands, kind of showing that, the Osprey was going to go down. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, you, you know, as well as I do on the back of an Osprey, you can't hear anything. So you can't like have a conversation. I couldn't be like, all right, so what's the deal? So I'm just thinking in my head, oh, we're going to crash. Sweet. So I'm looking down the row and everyone's sleeping. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to let them sleep. There's no sense waking them up to experience. <laughs> There's no sense waking everybody up so they can fucking experience the crash while they're awake, you know, whatever. So that's the thing still... of you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a real fucking nice guy. Trust me. <laughs> We're, uh, so anyway, the thing's still going, and it's fucking dropping, 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 and I'm, I'm, my heart's beating out of my chest because every time it drops, I'm like, oh, this is the one. This is the one that's going to hit the ground, you know? Sure enough, uh, at some point, we just touched down very gently, and the, the ramp opens up, and I'm going, and I went to you know, my lieutenant. I like As soon as I can get out of my seat, I yelled in his ear, like, well, sir, what's going on? He's like, oh, we're just going to change birds. Uh, the, this bird, there was something wrong with, uh, you know, I'm not a fucking mechanic, but there was something with, like, the hydraulics or something. I don't know. 
But he was like, if we try to take that all the way back, we would have fucking fell out of the sky. I was like, yeah, it felt like it. <laughs> wow. What'd yeah, you those, think things of, are, those things are a death trap, man. What would you think of Yuma? Um, I lived on a fob, like, uh, like it's called Fob Laguna, Yuma yep. Proving Grounds. Yeah. So I lived... I lived in a fob the whole time, like out in the desert on a cot. So I don't, I didn't, I don't have like an opinion of the actual town or the base or anything because I didn't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I didn't experience it. Just, just real quick, they would, they would, they, our, our leadership would say, hey, we're going to go out in the field. So we, we, march order our missiles and radars. We'd go out in the middle of Site 46, which was north of Yuma Proving Ground, way north, 40 miles in the middle of the desert, and it's 120 degrees outside. They'd be like, yay, aren't we having a good time? Isn't this great? Oh yeah, I love drinking a gallon of water an hour to stay alive. This is wonderful, you know. And then yeah. you got these prisoners in Arizona complaining about the heat. I'm like, well, we had to freaking do it with full gear on. People to say 29 Palms is the hellhole. I'm like, nah, Yuma, Yuma is is the king daddy because you're 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 scorching from April man to October, and and it was just crazy. It was a crazy time. I never was in a place like that ever in my life. In fact, I don't even like going to the beach now because I you know, was in the sand so much. God, I'm so happy you said that. I thought I was the only person in the world that fucking hated the beach. No, I'm not, I'm not really a beach guy, man. If I, if I got a choice, that's the last place I want to go. And it drives people crazy. I'm like, look, man, if I wanted to play in the sand, I'd go back in the core and play in the sand. <laughs> that's what I'd fucking do. Jesus, it's not personal, man. I just not my thing to say. Yeah. Play. I, got I turned out some the invites to the beach, and they, they, I'm like, dude, I'm not fucking trying to flake on you. I legitimately can't stand going to the fucking beach. You know, it's just an interesting time, man. And, and, and like I said, you know, I, I think your video, it, your your rap has, you know, a, a strong message because there's a lot of guys out there, and I'm sure, sure you experience this person. I know I have where some of our brothers can't adjust after they get out or something happened while they were in. They didn't get the help they needed. Or they got out and something happened and they didn't get the help they needed one way or the other. And they make a very permanent choice, man. They go on a permanent vacation. And it's just fucking nice to see somebody giving them some kind of, I wouldn't say hope in your case, but I would say, hey, you, you've experienced what I'm feeling and it's, it's okay, man. That's where the last couple of verses of your, your rap was like, okay, this is, this is not some dude out there trying to be funny. He has a real message you're trying to tell. I think that comes across pretty strongly. Yeah, I uh, I was in uh, three six, and uh, I know I shouted out two four earlier. That's just I got the hat from uh, some guys who run a bar out in Cali. They were in two four. Just wanted to make clear that up. But <laughs> I was in three six, and uh, we lost we lost more guys to uh, to suicide since I've been out than than any casualties they ever took on on deployments. You know what I mean? And it's like I always, I, I it just always kind of confused me. Like man, the fucking Taliban couldn't get you. I don't know why you would do it yourself, man. It's so fucked up. And uh, I just, uh, the, the, the message I want to portray, I don't know if I've ever made it clear or anything like that, but the, the, the kind of message I want to portray is, like, if you, when you get out, you've got to find something that, it's going to sound generic and corny, like, I'm not trying to sound wise at all, because this is very, like, basic shit, but you have to find something that you really fucking dig. Like, I have, you know, I have, like, the fit freak friends who got out, and now they're posting gym selfies every day. Like, good for them, dude. Fuck yeah, I like it every time, you know? Um, you know, I got guys who... To do, to do like poetry, uh, write stories, uh, fucking play guitar, do all this type of shit. You gotta find something like that that just fucking, you gotta do shit for you. And uh, that's the best advice I can give for getting out and being not so fucking happy and shit. And then that, the, the other, the next best advice I can give is make time to see your boys. And you'll, as soon as you walk through the door and you, you, you're hanging out with the dudes you served with, you, there's 
no stress or anxiety for that entire period of time. You know, that's all you need is a little fucking little bonding. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely agree with you. I would, I would definitely. You gotta find something to invest in yourself with. You gotta have something. And you're right. It could be fucking, you know, motorcycles, crocheting, you know, fishing, whatever, Absolutely. dance. Do yep. it for you and do it because you love you. And yeah. Then, I have one buddy. I'm sorry to cut you off. This is super interesting. This is super interesting to me. I have one buddy who's got out and got super into yoga. Like really? Yeah. He's like all about his like chakras and stuff like that. And I see him posting about it all the time, and, and uh, I was like, dude, good for him. Like, he found something, you know what I mean? He found something that centers him, good for him. And uh, it's oddly enough, the last show I put on was in uh, was in Brentwood, New York, at the Brentwood VFW. And before the show, I was, like, hyperventilating, because I get fucking real nervous before I go on stage, you know? So before the show, I'm, like, hyperventilating, and I fought through the crowd to find him. And I was like, yo, come with me. And we went out in the back, and I was like... I asked him to do breathing exercises with me, and it fucking helped. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, it helped a lot, man. I calmed down a lot. I got on stage. I fucking, not to, you know, suck my own dick or nothing, but I think I did pretty fucking well, so. <laughs> hey, man, whatever works. Whatever works. Yeah. You know, that that's cool. I don't know about you, man, but when I'm around, like, my, my, my crew or other, other military guys, especially Marines, I, not that I'm anxious with people. I'm not. But I'm just very like chill. Like I don't have to. I don't have to explain anything. If I do something that seems kind of odd to Civvy, it's not going to be odd to the crew. It's definitely. I would tell people, hey, you know, if you can join your local Marine Corps league or something like that, or just anybody, bicycle, motorcycle, walk, whatever, man, do it, and, and you'll you'll be better for it. But, and that's where I, I think it's cool because, yeah, I don't understand it, man. But more guys are killing themselves than died in Afghanistan, and and that is just. I don't know what happened over there that that caused that, but it's it's more prevalent than what happened after World War II in Korea, and I don't understand it. I just I have no way to explain it, but it's happening, and people don't talk about it enough, and it's sad, bro. Yeah, man. I uh, just this week actually, uh, actually, well, towards the end of last week, uh, a pretty close friend of mine from Three Six, you know, he paid the price. He did he did that, and uh, it fucking just kills me man because like it's always it's never like a dude you would i mean i don't know it's generic because everyone always says oh you never seem like the type to do that they never seem like the type to do that nobody seems like the type of person that's gonna fucking kill himself you know what i mean it's just like i i, I don't know it's just so surreal to hear about it like wow this dude like was at the barracks they're fucking drinking and like you know trying to fucking Bag up some strange out in town together, and he was joking around, he was fucking laughing. And now, like, I just hear, like, yeah, that's how it went out, and it fucking hurts, man. It sucks. Well, and, and that's why, you know, look, if, if you're out there and you think you've got something that people might enjoy, it could be, it could be a, it could be a, you're an artist, it could be that you're, you're, you're a hunter, it could be anything, and you can share it with somebody and make somebody feel valuable. I'd say go for it, man. And that's where, yeah. You know, I heard your rap. I'm like, I want to talk to this dude because, you know, Hawk was, you know, we, we towed our missiles out in the field. We set up, we, we shot the missiles, and then we went on to the next thing. We weren't really air wing. We weren't really grunts, but the grunts didn't like us because we weren't hard enough. The air wingers thought we were crazy, you know. <laughs> so neither side liked us that much, which we kind of liked. But, you know, I, I, I really got into what you were saying, and, um, not to, I don't want to end this on a down note, man. So I just would have to ask, what's what's next? Are you going to try to put some content and drop an album, or or get, you know, I know you got some stuff going on, but is what's the plan? I guess. 
Well, as of right now, short term, I am working on an album. I have like uh, three, it's like three quarters complete as far as like the actual amount of song. But I do want to wait till further towards the end of the year to release it because I like to, I like to drop shit around the Marine Corps birthday. You know what I mean? That's oh, what I did last. Oh fuck yes. Yeah. I put out last year. I put out a mixtape. It's available on iTunes if you search "Born in a Bar." Shameless plug. Hashtag. But uh, yeah, I put out a mixtape last year called "Born in a Bar" and I dropped it on the Marine Corps birthday and it did very well. I think because of that. So I'm gonna probably stick to that. Stick to that uh, formula. Oh man. So but yeah. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, no, I just, you know, when you drop that, man, I definitely want to either try to be there or or definitely, you know, check that out. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Born in a Bar. Yeah, that came out already. That, that came out, I dropped last year on the record birthday. I'm working on another album. I don't have a title for it yet. I don't have anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm slowly but surely, you know, stirring my cauldron. It's, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, folks, I'm going to have Fitzy Mess as stuff on the uh, blog post webpage where you can get on his Facebook page, check out any of his clips, links there, born in a bar, you know, memorize that hashtag, absorb it, make it yours because, you know, it's going to be more coming and hey, it's been a freaking blast getting to talk to you. This won't be the last freaking time. I'm not going to let you go, dude. I'm going to be on you like stink on shit because this I'll is some back, awesome I'll So, and when we get to New York, let's have some sushi, man. Absolutely. That's a wrap.